I just want you to see that the Lord is, this is really a year where, you know, every year in, in this decade is a year where God is opening our eyes. It's, it's the next 10 years of God opening and increasing for you. But the Lord gave me this, this scripture just, just now, and it kind of goes off of what, what, he, what Hank was sharing last night about the cloud, and we all shared about we, shared about the cloud, going into the cloud, and you're Revelation riders, and if you weren't here last night, you're a Revelation rider tonight. And you're called into the cloud, and the dark cloud where God is, and, and it's funny because Justin Abraham was the first one to say that over my life. I met him one time, we talked about him today, but he, when I met him down at one of the things with John Paul, he took my card, and our card was black, remember, and he said, I see you guys going into the black cloud of God. And that was when John Paul was still alive. And so I just, I say that because God, there's constantly this, there's this open door that God wants to pull you into the intimacy, the secret place where God is. It's not dark where, you know, darkness, creepy, weird things like, like we were talking about last night. It's not that place. It's the place where God is. It's where the mystery of heaven is. It's where he wants to unveil things for your life so that you're not in question of anything because it's an open place where only he is and only you are. It's the secret place. It really is the secret place. It's the dark cloud where Moses went, but we have an even greater covenant now because beyond the veil... <laughs> oh, how many knows what happens when the bride comes down the aisle and she's got what? A veil. I just see the Lord, there's an invitation tonight to kiss the sun. To come into this place where you kiss and come into deep, 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 deep intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's, it's guess what? It's on the table. All you have to do is say yes. And not just with your mouth, but with your heart. Your heart has to yearn for it. And the Holy Spirit will draw you into a deeper place. And it doesn't have to end on some apex that happens tonight. It just begins. Do you understand? This is where God is trying to take the whole entire church. The whole entire church. There's not, there's not a, a mystery that he wants to keep from you. He, you have this invitation into the dark cloud of God. So I'm just going to read this, and then I'm going to open up, because we also need to make a, a few proclamations over things in our lives, because God wants to bring some things back to life. But there, there's so much. Huh? I could take the whole night, but I won't. I won't. I have a guest. I have my friend here, so I want to give him time. But I'm going to share some things, because I have you all in one spot. In 2 Corinthians 3, and you all know it. You all know these verses. Verse 16, 316. It's a different 316. It's into a greater and deeper place. He opened it up by his blood, by being the only begotten that gives his life so that you'll have fullness of life inside of you. But it says this, nevertheless, speaking of Moses and him keeping his face veiled and the glory behind that veil. Not to scare everyone away. Guess what? You're allowed to be scary in these last days. 
You have permission to let the glory of God glow and increase and overtake people. Listen, you should tell the Lord this should be the end of me. No, it's a Galatians 2.20. This keeps coming up. 2.20, 2.20, 2.20, all like four weeks. 2.20, 2.20. And I know that the Lord's saying, time to go back to that place. Time to come into the place where everything you know is gone and all there is there is me. And all that you walk in is the faith in the Son of God. All that you walk in, it's, it's, it's not blind because I'm right next to you. It's not, it's not something that you can't find because he's right there. And he's, he, there is an invitation that the Lord, it will be the end of you tonight. It's a brand new day. It's a brand new day. anything yet <laughs> nevertheless when one turns to the Lord that means I turn away from every other thing my peripheral vision is nothing nothing else is in my peripherals I don't see anything else I see the Lord high and lifted up and his train fills the temple it says no one turns to the Lord the veil is taken that that when one turns to the Lord the veil is taken away now, the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. It's different than freedom. <laughs> because in the midst of, 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 of opening up and kissing, really coming into this place of face-to-face -face encounter, nothing, be, nothing between you and Jesus. Look at me. Nothing, no idol, not one thing. Because in, if you look up, if you look up 5783 in the Strongs, it's all about the veil being taken away. It's all about awakening. It's all about removing and exposing those things that, that, that are in the way. And, and, and God coming and opening up and awakening a church into this place of, wow, I can see the Lord. I can see all of him, and I understand who he is, and I'm still in that place of mystery, but I know who he is because he's revealed himself to me. Amen? And there has to be that place where we live from. Look at your neighbor and say, it's the end of me. <laughs> telling you the Lord wants us to live from there tonight it's going to be the end of you but we all with unveiled faces beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord it's the glory that changes you it's his manifest presence the glory his substance, his shekinah, his kabod. Did you feel the kabod in here? I mean, you should have gold dust on your hands. The shekinah is probably in here now, and you just don't know it because you haven't checked yourself. But I'm telling you, there's, there's access to, to, the, to the treasuries of heaven, and I'm going to tell you that because I believe that the Lord in this hour is opening it up for us. Ready? At sundown. No. 
You got to receive it by, with faith, but you can't work up the faith. It's something that's deposited from heaven. See, it's because, my, because it's the end of me. It's, there's no more of me. I, it's no, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And now the, the faith that I, that I live, it's, it's by the Son of God that lives in, and manifests himself through me in this hour. So look, look, he's not taking you to, to, to elementary school anymore. No, there's plenty of places where you can go get elementary teaching. But the Lord is trying to pull us up into a higher realm where he can deposit something fresh inside of us and that we walk out of this place totally transformed. Do you be I believe it can happen in a moment. I believe you can have an encounter tonight that would change everything that's, that's going to happen from, for the rest of next year in God's calendar and then move you into a new realm of glory. And so, but you have to, you have to be able to receive it. Can you honor what's in the, in the house right now? I'm not talking about me or Hank or anyone else. I'm talking about what's in the house right now. Can we honor the presence of God that's in the house to release something fresh for us? And I believe he'll do it. Because there's waves upon wave upon wave of his presence that are available for us in this hour. And he's saying, just get ready to receive it. So as in a mirror, as in the, this is, this is, as in a mirror, as in the, you are seated in heavenly places and you're looking down through the sea of glass. Remember the sapphire stones from last night. You weren't here. It's all right. It was Moses, Exodus chapter 19. It's all right. The power of God wants to release something that we see through heavenly places and we see down through the mirror and it's the glory mirror that opens up and what we see on the earth is a reflection of God's glory on the earth and what he wants to do in specific places. And so you we want to just receive and God has an impartation for you tonight. He has a transformational lightning bolt that can hit you Because through that, the transformation, it says, are being transformed, being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. And you can't get this in your carnal mind. You can't get this through your normal understanding. You can't get this through theological education. I'm telling you, there's no Bible school that's going to teach you this. There's no, there's no seminary that can teach you what God wants to do in a moment. And every demonic thing must bow down to the thing that God wants to do, but you got to be willing to release it to the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. So God is going to open things up for you. Tonight. I'm just going to leave it at that. I could go into Ezekiel 37, but that's a ball. I don't want to go. I don't want to go there. Sunday. See you. Because you must prophesy. All these words about the winds of change, even now, lots of words about the winds of change. What are the winds of change? It's good. We can talk about the winds of change, but God wants to transform you by the wind of God. 
There has to be some place where we, where we step in and it's good. It's a good Facebook video and a good YouTube video. But who's operating out of a prophetic unction to release the north wind over their life? Who's going to open up the treasuries of heaven from the east wind over your life? I can't go there. I got to go. <laughs> I got to go. The west wind of authority is going to be released through your voice as you prophesy to those dead bones. And there's a rattling and a shaking that must take place in this, in this coming year. But the problem is it's not just a declaration. Quiet. It's more than just talking to the air. There's creative power that comes through your voice. How does it come? With the purity and the, and the life of Christ flowing through you. You can talk to your demons and command your demons all day long. Hello? But I'm telling you, it's the voice of the Spirit of God through you, moving through you. Come on, some of you need the south wind to come and soften and bring refreshing and bring a release to your life. Prophesy, son of man. Yeah. That's what's ahead. That's what you want to step into. That's what you want to actually go look. Go look at what the south wind is. Go look at what the north wind is. It's so funny. Preachers preach all kinds of stuff, but we never look it up. I love you. No, really. The richness of his word, the capacity to, to grab it is in the word. And the wind of God blows on this word and something profound happens in your life. But if you stay outside the word and you're, you're wishing God's best on your life, it, it might as well be an empty declaration. It's not the prophetic unction of God. I don't care what dream you had. Oh, somebody, I love you. Thank you, Jesus. Now he can sit down. It looks promising, doesn't it? Yeah. The whole day, like Miles said, there's just this presence, but it's a holy, reverential presence. It's the only way I can describe it. It's like this holiness. It's just in the air. I want you to lock onto that just a little bit. Isaiah 6, and I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the, the temple. And what did they say? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, and His presence fills the whole earth. Woe is me, for I am ruined, says the Amplified. Woe is me, for I am ruined. 
those are the glory carriers for this season. Ruined ones. For I have seen the Lord. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And the living beings came and they took a burning coal from the altar. And touched my lips. He's going to touch some people's lips tonight with a burning coal. So there's going to be a sound released from you. That's going to rock the region. That's going to rock your family. Inspired fire coming out of your mouth. It's not my word like a fire. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just stay in this place. I'm going to share. I want you to understand sometimes when I preach, the whole word is like a prophetic word. So everything I'm sharing with you is because I felt it before we came. I did not know about 5783 being the veil thing. I didn't, I didn't check. The minute I heard I'm going to be sharing here, I told my wife, switch all of it off. I don't want to hear a prophetic word from anyone else. Because I want to be here and I want to be able to say I'm fresh. Right? So you're going to hear some stuff about veils. And it's quite amazing because it's on the notes. Notes and quotes, I have them. Yeah. Right. Like a lot of the stuff Miles was prophesying and saying, it's actually in the thing I want to share with you tonight. So the Lord's going to definitely releasing something, right? Because when there's this agreement, yeah, when there's two or three and where there's agreement in the spirit like this, surely the Lord is in our midst, right? And something is going to thunder out of that union, but it's also beautiful because it's Africa and America. It's like an, it's a nation's thing that's coming together and it's launching something in. Remember, Africa was the cradle of the Christ, that's where he went to hide, right? And there's something about that unveiling where he's coming out to be glorified. And your nation plays a massive role in that lifting of Jesus over the nations, right? That's what you're called for as a nation, right? I say to the Lord, why the heck am I in America, Lord? You've got everyone, right? And I mean it. I don't mean that dis disrespectfully. And it's like the Lord started speaking to me and he said to me, Hank, very important, very so important, son. If they let this thing drop, we're in trouble. It's like the Lord is lifting that banner up over you again and going, this is who we are and this is what we stand for as a nation. Just walking these streets, going where Whitfield was, I'm like, 
like I told my wife it was an Afrikaans, so you couldn't hear. I'm like, I just want to cry. Like so I'm just I'm driving after and I'm just I just want to cry. I'm just weeping in my heart, like Lord. This is really holy ground. Holy ground. And it's not about nationalism, none of that stuff. I don't care. But it is it's what it's what he's made you to be, right? And as we're entering into this new thing, let's be mindful, like, of the grandeur of his plans for our lives and for our nations and what we're doing. We are not gathered by accident. This is not a oops, happened to be here. No, we're here together for a reason, and it's destined. It's he orders the steps of the righteous. Yeah. I've got a million things spinning through my head. So I don't know how this is going to end out. Hopefully it makes some form of sense at some point, but it will. So a couple of times it's happened. Let me not lie. Once it's happened before. <laughs> this would be the second time. So I was standing in a church. I released a word in, a, in the nation of Botswana. I was praying there and I started releasing this word over the church and I said man and I don't do that kind of stuff often so the Lord really needs to speak to me and I said people in this church you're going to get vehicles um, God's going to start giving you motor cars like just for free you know you're going to get stuff as gifts as a sign about what's going to be launched out of this church right so I release this word and it's one of those words you release and you go oh, please Jesus I hope I heard you right because that's just like you know <laughs> So I'm standing in another church a couple of weeks later, and I'm, I'm literally ready to go and preach. just happened here again. I'm literally ready to go and preach, and as I step up, I get a message out of Botswana, and it's a guy from the church, and he goes, listen, man, I just want to tell you what you prophesied is happening. People are getting cars. I'm like, yes, come on, Jesus. That's so awesome. <laughs> this is what I want you to hear. So that night, I finished ministering. That was one of the wildest. I don't have time for that, but that's kind of, that was a revival what we touched on in that weekend incredible people got healed in hospitals they weren't even nearby we got reports the blind started seeing the mute started speaking the deaf started hearing it was wild people getting out of wheelchairs it was wild right so the next day i fly back home and i stop and i stop at home and what nobody knew is we were trusting for a car so i literally i, I arrive my wife gets me at the airport and I arrive at home and I get a phone call. It's like this man that I know. And he's like, are you looking for a car? I'm like, yeah, well, it happens to be I am. And he donates a car to us that day. Like in crazy, not out of our league kind of a vehicle, not possible. But it's crazy. Right before service, that thing got released almost. And it was just so encouraging. The ne next day we step into it. All right. So what was released tonight? This is what I want to share. So... I have a pastor friend. We've been working together for 11 years. A dear friend of mine. He's a Zimbabwean guy. Uh, I picked him up in a... I met him in a refugee camp in our city. And um, the poorest of the poor... And as we're walking out, this man just comes running to me, and he just starts speaking to me, and all I hear is, is just like, 
Bible verse after Bible verse. I'm just looking and I'm going, I want to be your friend. And he's like, all right. I'm like, do you want to do coffee? He's like, I don't even know what that means. Like, we're in a squatter camp. I'm like, well, there's, we can go and have coffee. He's like, okay, let's have coffee. Gyros is his name. And we became instant friends. He was in the hospital when every single one of our children was born. Every time he would come with a little, little envelope with money in it for my children. This guy that lives in a shack, man. Yeah, oh, I don't know why this is getting me. I'm sorry. It's treasures. That's it. But what I got before I came here was treasures in dark places. what the Lord's going to do this year. While we were sitting and having lunch miles yesterday, you were talking of the next minute. So remember I said I see by accident, so, but I do see, but it's by accident. <laughs> While we're talking, you were talking miles, and the next minute it's like I saw your chest just ripped open. And inside of it was this chest full of diamonds. And I was like, the Lord said to me, that's who you are. You're going to find the treasures that is hidden in dark places, and yet it's revelation and mystery, but you're going to find the broken, the sick, you're going to find the gyroses, the nobodies, and they're going to become somebodies in the kingdom because you take their hands and because you lift them into a place and because you teach and allow them to touch the glory, and because they touch the glory that is in you and around you, something is going to happen. So it's a sonship thing that you're going to raise up around you. As you are a father, you know that already, but there's just something about the purity that's in you, right? And those diamonds, we all know diamonds, under pressure, all of that stuff, blah, blah, blah. But the main thing is it reflects light, it, and it makes it multicolored, right? So it's the ability to take a word from the Lord, and it becomes multifaceted out of you. And that's that diamond, and it's also that cutting through. It's a cutting through ability. It's like something in you that's not going to be broken easily, Right? It's not going to be broken. It's like, was it uh, Jeremiah or whoever it was with the diamond on the forehead? Remember, the Lord said, I'm going to put a diamond on your forehead. And you're going to speak to a people that will not listen, but, but you're going to speak. They're going to listen, right? But you're going to cut through those things. And it's somebody that's in you. It's a deep chest, treasure chest that the Lord is releasing. And you've been dabbling in some of it, but there's a, I mean, diamonds are diamonds, right? All girls loves diamonds. The bride is going to love what is in you because it's him. And you're going to adorn the bride. You're going to put beauty on her. Right? And the king is going to go, I like what I see in my bride because of what is placed inside of you. The Father, I just thank you for that. I just thank you for that, Lord. And we're going to pray more. We're going to get sidetracked. Can you feel it? Talk about rabbit trails. <laughs> I'm African, so we're used to. Uh, my friend, by the way. <laughs> so we've been trying for 18 months. Like where he lives, he doesn't have cell phone network. What do you network, right? He almost never has network. So we... we 
can barely speak to each other. It's almost impossible. So for him to get this message through to me right now is miraculous, especially at this time of night. That doesn't happen, right? There's six hours ahead of us. Anyway, so 18 months ago, he's go, he goes into a vision. I, I get a word from the Lord at the same time. I tell him, man, I feel you need to come to our work in South Africa. I feel you need to come as a missionary and pastor of his work for us. He's a real prophetic, like crazy prophetic. Oh, my goodness. Like wild. Anyway, and at the same time, he's having an open vision. And literally in his service in Zimbabwe, and he turns to his wife, and he's like, we're going to South Africa. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, so that's good confirmation, right? We're, we're on track, right? Agreement. Mm. Yeah, unity is needed, right? We need to get into agreement in this season if you want to see this year out. Anyway, so that's 18 months ago. For 18 months, it's been impossible for us to get him into South Africa because he cannot get a passport in his own country. We've raised the money. I mean, what they charge for a passport is insane. I mean, like crazy amount of money, especially if you're a Zimbabwean. Um, so anyway... He just messaged me saying that he's going for his passport this week. They've opened it up, right? <laughs> that's good news. You can clap. Yeah, yeah, that's really good news. Mm. It's funny when I felt, when I saw the message, that's why I was WhatsApping. I'm sorry, I don't do that in church usually, but it was necessary. When I saw that, I felt like the Lord is giving you guys access, right, to stuff that you haven't had access to. There's promises, words that's been spoken over the last years, and it's like the manifestation of those words are coming into fulfillment in the season. There's a release on stuff that you've been waiting for, and a passport speaks about entry into stuff that you haven't been allowed to enter into before. And I feel like there's a grace for you guys on that, and it really does include the nations, right? There's something about this house and the nations that's also very important. I know your nation is important but you're going to go to nations as well. There's stuff that the Lord's going to export from this place. But I feel like the Lord is giving some of you permission to enter into realms of the kingdom, realms of business, realms of influence, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. But places that you're going to start going into, and the Lord is actually stamping that thing. There's an approval that's going down in this, in this time that the Lord is saying, I give you access to stuff that you didn't have before, right? that makes sense it's like a breakthrough season and it's profound because i know with the church and we just went to pray all of this stuff but it's a release right there's something being released in this moment that allows you in to step into the word that's over your life right yeah but you've got to grab that by faith in your spirit and just say lord i'm taking it because the provision has already been made by the blood this year is really going to be like when i prayed about five seven eight three i felt like just that phrase and, the, and, you know, the blood that speaks a better word. The blood speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Good sacrifices has been made, but the highest one is the one that's going to shout the loudest in the season. And it's going to be a season where you're going to declare the blood over everything, but the blood is also light. Blood is light. Yeah? Scientists say that if you look at it, it's actually light. And the life is in the blood. And as we speak the blood over this year, something's going to transform. I feel it's like a season we're going to have to remind ourselves about the power of the blood. Covenant, 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 right? 
the higher covenant of the Lord is going to be like a word over the season where we stand under the promises of God, right? Knowing you're in a covenant which He made with you. I always tell my guys in the villages, remember, old covenant, because they like sacrifices, like literal ones, right? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry, politically incorrect. Um, <laughs> we're not politically correct as South Africans most of the time, so I apologize if something comes out wrong. Anyway, so they, old covenant, you make a sacrifice... And you hope that God would accept it, right? Okay. New covenant, God makes a sacrifice. And he hopes that we accept it in the form of a son, right? So the blood, the covenant that we need to remind ourselves of is the acceptance of what he's already done over my life, the fullness of it, what it encompasses, and to step into that, that's that passport. The blood is the passport into those greater levels and measures and realms and all of the stuff we're longing for, right? Is this okay if we play around like this? scripture I want us to have a look at and again it's like one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible and um, I've preached on it a couple of times but actually one would think I would have preached on it more just because I love it so much but I haven't and I really felt the whole week I felt like the Lord said preach Isaiah 25 to them preach Isaiah 25 so I'm going to do it all right so go to Isaiah 25 <laughs> like I said, I feel like I'm a bit slow on this trip, so maybe it's jet lag or something, I don't know. But the main verse is going to be 25.9, and if I'm not mistaken, today is 25.9, am I right? Yeah. All right. So that aligned nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Accidental prophecy. Remember I told you. Start in verse 1, and we're going to go through it, because I heard you're very patient. The thing is, I need to be at the airport at 4 o'clock tomorrow morning, and we spoke about it. Having to go to sleep for two hours is terrible. I'll just rather stay awake. So you guys are hanging with me, right? <laughs> I heard nervous laughter. I don't know why. I'm not joking. I'm just... <laughs> oh, Lord, you are my God. Yeah. That right there is probably good. <laughs> I will exalt you. I will praise and give thanks to your name. For you have done miraculous things. Isn't that awesome? Because he's done miraculous things, right? I think everyone in this room can probably testify about miraculous things. And if you feel like you can't, you got born again, remember? Miraculous. What it means is miraculous. 
what it does is miraculous. It's, it's incredible. Right? Plans formed long ago, long, long ago, fulfilled with perfect faithfulness. Incredible, isn't it? The plans formed of long ago that he's going to fulfill in perfect faithfulness in this season, right? Perfect faithfulness, the fulfillment of plans as we do what? As we praise his name, O oh Lord, you are my God. And it's the acknowledgement of that, that the faithfulness comes and plans are fulfilled. So what do we do this year when things get hard in 5783? Oh Lord, you are my God. And I praise you for the miraculous things you've done. And you will fulfill the plans over my life. He will do it. He will do it. Right? He will do it. We submit. Remember I spoke about humility last night. We submit to the higher authority, the higher word, and we bow to it. You will perfectly fulfill what you've spoken over my life. For you have made a city into a heap of trash, a fortified city into a ruin. A palace of foreigners is no longer a city. It will never be rebuilt. He's going to destroy some stuff. There's strongholds coming down. There's cities that was laid up, that was roots, what was built in evil. And the Lord is going to break it down in this season, right? Things are coming down and it will never be rebuilt. Things in your life strongholds in your life strongholds in your marriages strongholds with your children strongholds over your finances and he's gonna break it down and it will never be rebuilt never be rebuilt how do i how do you get it oh lord you are my god right you are my god that's how you break down a stronghold Oh Lord, you are my God. And I let the truth come in and break down that stronghold that I built with false beliefs, lies that I allowed in my life, anything that stands and opposes itself to the knowledge of God, right? The knowledge of God, which means the revelation of the Lord that you have, and you built opposite to the revelation in your life. That's how a stronghold forms. That's why I have to go back to humility. Oh Lord, you are my God. And I acknowledge that truth and allow it to cut into my life and destroy every idea, every stronghold, every city that stands against the knowledge of God. And it will never be rebuilt. Some of you have fear when you look into the new year about stuff that's happened in the past and you go, I'm so afraid this is going to happen again. It will not be rebuilt as you bow in submission before him over and over and over right we're not going to slip we're not going to backslide we're not no we're breaking the cycle right we're breaking cycles we're breaking cycles this year we're, we're, it has to come off. When I prayed, I felt like the Lord said, it's so important that we go in clean into the 5783. We've got to go in clean, right? And I'm going to talk a little bit about robes and mantles at the end. We have to go in clean. But He robes us. He needs to clothe us. Right? Therefore, a strong people will honor you. 
cities of terrible and violent nations will fear you. Can you see that? Those who oppose him, can you see how they honor him? Can we see it in this year? Our presidents bow before the king like Nebuchadnezzar and go, okay, your God is the good, real deal. Which nations can bow, kings that can bow? Because we're talking about a veil that's going to be lifted. I'm going to get to it at the end. But that's the build-up. It's into that place, right? He says, for you have been a stronghold for the helpless. By the way, you need to be that too. If he is, then I need to be one too. Because we're like our father, right? We're like the son, image and likeness of God. So whatever he is, I need to become the same thing. So if he's a stronghold to the helpless, if I, and you know you can run to him at any time, right? And he's going to be the stronghold to us. Oh, you prisoner of hope. That beautiful scripture, isn't it? So we're imprisoned with hope because of who he is. You've got to do the same for the broken around you. The helpless must find safety in who you are, in what you carry, that part of Christ that you present to the world. A stronghold for the poor in his distress. We must touch the poor. We must. The poor in spirit as well. A shelter from the storm, a shade from the heat, for the breath of tyrants is like a rainstorm against a wall. Right? It doesn't penetrate. Yeah? It doesn't penetrate. And when the stuff comes, when you feel like you're helpless, when you feel poor, when you feel distressed, when you feel all of these things and you need a shelter, we all know where to run. And he's going to be that shelter around us, right? Not my friend. You hear what happened? Shh. If I say drama llama, right? Yeah, don't be a... <laughs> Calm down, right? Run to the Lord. He's my stronghold. Oh, Lord, you are my God. And there you just enter into the stronghold. There you just stepped into that place immediately. It's not hard. It's as simple as that. Oh, Lord, you are my God. That is submission. Like heat in a dry land... You will subdue the noise of foreigners like heat in the shadow of a cloud. The song of tyrants is silenced like heat in the shadow of a cloud. There's a cloud. Cloud of his presence. That can silence the heat on the dry places. The song of the tyrants is silenced by what? The cloud.
the cloud that breaks the drought in the life of people, the cloud that breaks the drought over your own life, the dryness, the heat, the whatever it produces in you. We, 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 that's when the cloud comes in and it just subdues it, just calms it, right? That's what the Lord wants to do for us. That's what He wants to do for us in this season, right? Verse 6, on this mountain, it's Zion, by the way. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will prepare a lavish banquet for all people to welcome His reign on earth. A banquet of aged wines, choice pieces, flavored with marrow, of refined aged wines. Miles spoke about the table that's being set before us, right? We spoke about intimacy. I cannot emphasize it enough. It's those that will ascend Zion, that will sit in that realm of the Spirit and feast on the table that the Lord is setting before them that's going to prosper in the season to come in the years to come. Let us not be caught off guard again like we were in 2020. Right? In terms of not that strength of intimacy with the Lord where He's enough, and nothing's going to shake us because I'm feasting on the mountain of the Lord. Those who can feast are the ones that's going to remain. They're going to they're be the ones that stand. And I think that's what we spoke about in the car where we say some are moving forward in this season. And it's the ones that learned about sitting on the mountain of the Lord and feasting in Zion. It's the cloud walkers, right? It's those that can live in that place and understand what it means to live out of intimacy. It's all it means. It means connection with God, to put it in simple language, right? It's just my connection with the Lord is protected at all costs and at all times. I connect that thing and I feast on the table of the Lord. What is that? That's the lamb. It is who he is that he sits on the table before us and he says, feast. The wine, the fat things, the marrow. The nature of who He is, the goodness of who He is, His power, His grace, His wonder, His majesty, His splendor, His brilliance, His radiance, His glory, all of those things. And we just drink from the table of the Lord because He sets a table for us, but you must live in that place. Psalm 84, verse 5 to 7, it says, How enriched are they who find their strength in the Lord? Can I say it again? How enriched are they who find their strength in the Lord. Within their hearts are the highway of holiness. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord? He with a clean hands and pure heart, right? It's the highway of holiness is found in the heart of those who's ascending and finding their strength in the Lord. And they are the ones that remain on Zion, on the mountain of the Lord, that is higher than any other mountain, right? That is seated in that place, drinking and feasting from the Lord Himself. The wine of the covenant, which we spoke about. The fatness of the kingdom of God that breaks the yoke. The oil of the Lord that refreshes us and cleanses us and help us to slide through the difficult seasons, right? Because the enemy cannot get a hold on us. It's, we're oily, you're greasy <laughs> in a good way. Not the bad greasy. The, the... Yeah. <laughs> That's who we are. Okay, focus. Not you, me. 
Mm. Poof, just let that sink in a little bit. That new covenant wine just... Let the oil just come, Lord. Just release that oil. Even when their paths wind through the dark valley of tears. <laughs> the valley of Baca. They dig deep. We spoke about depth last night. They dig deep to find a pleasant pool <laughs> where others find only pain. Yeah, that's so good. And that's just the Bible. I didn't do anything. I'm just reading it. Even when their paths wind through the dark valley of tears, they dig deep to find a pleasant pool where others find only pain. You know, the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it's just, I mean, the best children's Bible story ever, right? But verse 16, 17, and 18, we all know we're very placed in front of this decision by Nebuchadnezzar saying, listen, either you compromise or I'm throwing you into the fiery furnace. We all remember the story, right? And, the, and, and it's kind of like Nebuchadnezzar is laying out the option to them. And the three of them look and, and he asks him, all right, so, so okay, what are you going to do now, right? Like obviously hoping they're going to submit. And, and I love it. Whew. And I love it because the next minute they just go, they're like, uh, oh, oh, king, uh, we don't need time to think about our answer. That's basically what they say. Inks free translation, right? We, we don't really, really need to think about this. And then they go and they say, our God can deliver us from your hand he can do nothing is impossible to him right that's who he is we all know that nothing is impossible to the lord he can do whatever he wants whenever he wants to do it he can raise the dead he can heal the sick he can he can turn a nation upside down he can topple a government he can do whatever he wants are we in agreement that's who he is right that's who he is and that's never changing about who he is and then the next verse they go and they say, but even if he does not, O king, we will not bow before your gods. Listen, that is a decided individual. That is somebody that has seen the Lord in Zion and had an encounter with him and said, life or death, it's Paul, it doesn't matter. Galatians 2.20, doesn't matter. Life or death doesn't really matter because I found something of greater worth and it's him. Whether his hand is going to move the way I want it to or not. I'm going to be with him because he is my life. He is my shield. He is my abundantly great reward, right? That is what this is about. Even when I go through the valley of darkness and the next year, I'm going to find a deep well of pleasure where others find only pain, right? Because I've seen him. Those are the kind of people that won't fall. It's decided, and I'm not just looking for the hand, but I'm looking for the face. Yeah. Yeah, let's release it. In 2017, I'm standing in a conference, and uh, we're worshiping. It's awesome. 
having such a good time. And the next minute, they're, they're like this big church. Yeah, I pray for him, Mark. I feel like the Lord's on that boy, right? And there's this, this big church. And the next minute, I'm worshiping, and I, and, and, and I see Jesus just, and not on the vision. I don't know how that works. But you know when it's like it's something that comes from the inside versus something that comes to you? Does that make sense? I don't know if that's a good description. It's not like an internal vision. It's like Jesus, it's pretty real, right, <laughs> to me. So the next minute, Jesus walks out. And he, he just sits at this well. And in all his beauty and just his warmth and brilliance, right? he's so magnificent. He's just shining and it's life and it's just, he's incredible, right? I'm just standing there. I'm going, I cannot believe that I get the privilege of seeing this. I know we can all see it. I know we can all have those things. But do you just sometimes go, I'm just so grateful. When you see that angel, do you just sometimes go, I am just so grateful that he's allowed me to see that. When you see that miracle, just, he is so good. I was standing here in the worship and I want to weep. And I'm going, Lord, I am so grateful that I can be in this place. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this man's kindness. It's just favor. And I just and I'm thinking, how oh, did this happen again? You understand? I'm like, how do you end up here? In the little corner of the world where I'm sitting there and suddenly you're standing here and you're going, everything is awesome. You haven't you didn't sing the song, guys. Why am I saying it? Don't get familiar with the things of God. Peter made the mistake. Matthew 16. Who do you say that I am? You are the son of God. Jesus goes, well done, Peter. Because what you have said was not revealed by man, but by my father who is in heaven. So Peter, here's the keys to the kingdom, son. Whatever you loose will be loosed. Whatever you bind will be bound. And the gates of hell will not stand against this. Against what? The revelation of Christ. Two verses later. What kicked in? Familiarity. I'm going to die. Peter pulls him to the side, rebukes him. Stupid idea. Don't do it. What does Jesus say? Get behind me, Satan. For your mind is not set on the things of God, but on the things of man. Familiarity kicked in. He forgot who he's dealing with. Don't forget who we're dealing with. Don't forget the blessing of what we have. Don't forget the joy of seeing him, experiencing, feeling his presence. Just the, the, the beauty of it. It's God, right? I spoke about it last night. Don't get familiar. It's a holy thing that's hanging on this area because there's men that didn't get familiar with him. They walked in the fear of the Lord and they released it over a generation, right? And they shook the nations with that awakening, second awakening. There was a holy fear on them, right? Like the apostles. 
Acts chapter 5. And everybody was afraid of him. And they moved in great signs and wonders. But there was a reverence for these men of God because God was on them and they had a reverence for Christ. It's a joy what we have. This year, could we, what he releases, could we see it as the treasure that it is? And just go, what a treasure. Small or big, it doesn't really matter. You got something. If we shut the service down just after the worship, it was an awesome evening. Because we felt him. You could feel that cloud. You could see that cloud in here, right? It's like the Lord is in here and you just go, oh, who is man that you are mindful of him? Who is man that you are mindful of him? What was I saying? I saw the Lord seated on his throne. <laughs> anyway. You are, there's impartation in the story that's coming as well. So hang on. So I see him and I'm rocked. I wept for days. And then I go to Zimbabwe and South Africa and all of that. 21 services in 14 days. That was the time. And uh, then we go to Zimbabwe. Um, and I got real special treatment there, like all our preachers deserve, right? No, we don't. I get to sleep in the kitchen that conference. Right next to the only power outlet on the whole property and there's like 30 people sleeping there what that means is that everybody that has a mobile phone is charging it right there and they forgot to switch it on silent right so all night long this there's like five phones like lighting up i'm like oh jesus like have mercy on me lord i'm special remember i'm your <laughs> We are so special. Anyway, moving on. It's not about comfort. It's not about it's not, things. Does not matter. It's so awesome when we get it and we're blessed. But please don't build your life around it. You want the treasures in the dark places. So the final night, I'm a little bit tired now because I was not, I haven't been sleeping great. <laughs> and um, I just finished all our services and they bring, I get a phone call, it's like 11 o'clock at night, the next morning I'm leaving at 4, it sounds like tonight. Um, we just, we're just finished at 11, it's, we're prophesying, 11 o'clock, all right, no, I'm just kidding. And uh, all these pastors are sitting in the room, we're just talking, just sharing stories about the week, it's awesome. The next minute, one of them gets a phone call, and, uh, and I just hear him say, yeah, yeah, you can bring her, you can bring her. I'm like, okay. And he looks to us, and he says, there's a lady coming, all right? And I say, what's the story? He says, well, um, she, she just dropped dead right in front of the shop, but she's running, just dropped, she's 24 years old, just dropped dead. Her parents took her to hospital. The hospital declared her dead. 
and they were on their way to the police to get the death certificate. And then the dad said, you know, wait, 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 we've got to, this is not right. And the dad says, isn't it awesome? He says, is there anyone, is there not anyone that will pray for the dead in this area? Come on, isn't that awesome? Right? Man, I so needed to be you and me. When impossible knocks at somebody else's door, that they go, is there not somebody that believes in a God that can do the impossible, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Is there not someone? You've got to be the guy that gets the phone call. God is to be so big for you that you get the phone call. Right? So they bring her in, and she's dead. Everybody circles around her in this little round hut, and we just start praying. And I'm going, the thing about the dead is um, they don't manifest. You don't know if they're feeling heat or goosebumps or anything. It's just you and the dead thing. It's just you and Jesus. Faith and belief. Because she's not going to give us anything right now. Yeah. Maybe God is calling you guys to speak to those things. That is not responding. We're not moving right now. But the word of the Lord is in you and there's faith in the revelation of who he is. You feasted. You live on Zion. Therefore, you're not moved. Long story short, so we pray for about 15 minutes, and the next minute she goes, and she sits upright in the room, right? And, and I'm just going, that was scary. Because he's really powerful. You understand that when you see something like that, when you see a miracle, it is the hand of God that just grabbed into the room and what no man, no man can do. It's got nothing to do with me. It's nothing. I know me. <laughs> I know me. I probably didn't pray enough. I probably didn't fast enough. I probably didn't do anything enough. You understand what is enough? I don't know. But isn't it mercy and grace that touches us? And it's a God that steps into this world because we're just maybe stupid enough to say, okay, we're going to trust you for it or wise enough. Stupid in the eyes of the world, wise in the eyes of God, right? And, and she's raised from the dead. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he can do whatever he wants. He can do the impossible, right? But here's the other story of the same year. I was in America with the Hogans, Right? There's dead raisers in the world, according to my knowledge. And my sister-in-law phones my wife. She's expectant with twins. It's delivery time. The one comes out and it goes quiet. We don't hear a message. We don't hear anything. We don't hear anything. And little Jesse is born dead. Perfect, but just dead. So I run over to the Hogan's. I'm like, oh, we've got to pray. Everybody prays. Nothing happens. Right, I will only be home in a week from, from that day. My brother-in-law, uh, they refuse to bury the child because they wait for me and my father-in-law to come back. 
So we literally, we arrived back from flying from New York back to South Africa. I stopped at the house after all the hours and got in a car and there we go to the mortuary. My brother-in-law so believed that God's going to do this that he took the baby seat, you know, in the car. Because he, he said, what, what, we need to go, with, first of all, he said, we need to go in two cars because if the baby comes back, where are we going to sit him? And he put the chair, you know, this faith, right? He put himself out there. And we go into that mortuary and get this little cold, frozen body. And, you know, we're standing, walking around with this little cold, frozen body. And we got an hour, and we're praying, and we're crying, and we're going, Lord, have mercy. You've done it before for that lady in Zim. Could you just do it again? And it didn't happen. Does that make him less good or God than he is? Does it change anything about the fact that he can do the impossible? It doesn't change a thing. It doesn't change anything. It does not change a thing. He can do whatever he wants. He's powerful. He's awesome. He's wonderful. But even if I go through the valley of Barker and the dark path... I'm going to find that well of life in the pain. And who, what is the well? It's him. It's him sitting that night where I saw him sitting next to that well. I remember we'll get it. he just said, he's so glorious. And he goes, here's the fountain of life. Just come and drink whenever you want, son. Right? So sometimes he raises the dead. Other times he just opens the fountain of life. But we are people that can find pleasure and joy in every moment that he offers to us. Right? And we've got to be those people, but you only get it if you live in the realm of the Spirit. You only get it if your first love is alive and you're feasting on Zion like Isaiah 25 says. Right? We've got to do this this year. Because we don't know what's coming. You don't know what's coming. Hopefully it's awesome. But if it's not, everything is still awesome because we're part of the team, right? I've got to get that song out of my head, man. <laughs> Are you okay? All right, all right, let's move on. Verse 7. This is what I want to get to. And on this mountain, you will destroy the covering that is cast over all people. This is the veil I want to talk about. And the veil of death that is woven and spread over all the nations. He will swallow up death and abolish it for all time. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. And he will take away the disgrace of his people from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. Right? I didn't know it's 5783. But there is a covering that rests over his people. And this year, we're going to see that thing. He already did it on Calvary. But it's still lying over the hearts of people. And it's a different veil than 2 Corinthians 3. Although they connect because that's the mountain of the Lord, right? But this is about people that have seen, that have gone from glory to glory in the Lord. And the Lord comes and He swallows up that thing. And He removes the covering of death that lies over people. And they are stuck in their sin. They're stuck in their transgression. And they don't want to turn to the Lord. But we become a company of people that actually gets to pierce that thing. And see the deliverance of the Lord shine through in that area imagine that for boston for this area just that covering that's 
lying there over the hearts of people and the Lord just come and he rips it off of them in this hour because there's a company of people that's been feasting on the Lord and on this mountain he will swallow it up on this mountain by the way you are Zion to the Lord that's what Isaiah 60 says right and on this mountain, he's going to use this mountain to remove the covering of death over a people, right? And they're going to see the Lord. They're going to see the Lord, right? Look at, look at what it says. <laughs> the next verse, 25.9, that's, that's the good one. Because it's today. <laughs> it will be said in that day, indeed, this is our God for whom we have waited that he would save us. This is our God. This is the Lord for whom we waited. Can you hear it being shouted out of the mouth of the unsaved in America? Can you hear it being shouted out of the unsaved in the nations? This is what we've been waiting for. We just haven't been able to see it. We haven't seen a people that's shining with light like Him. We haven't seen a people that's reflecting the glory like it is and seeing the Christ man inside of you. And they go, this is what we've been waiting for. This is our God. This is what we've been waiting for. Not the lie that they hear, not the lie that they believe about Jesus. But something that shifts over them. And that covering is lifted because somebody sat in Mount Zion before the Lord. And a covering is swallowed up. And mantles that's lying around on the floor here is released. Because when the Lord descended, what did He do? He ascended and then all the mantles came up with Him in Israel on that day. In the resurrection. When the Lord comes down in our worship because we're sitting on Mount Zion and we become the gateway for the Lord into this region, it opens up the wells and the Whitfield mantles and the Wesley mantles and whatever is lying around, those things are released because He ascends but He also descends again and He releases something into the atmosphere. Plus a fresh anointing. And people go, oh, is this Jesus? If only I knew this is what he looked like. If only I knew this is who he was. But they don't know. They have no idea what he looks like. That's why they reject him. Behold, this is our God. We've got to become those people. Behold, this is our God. Can you see Him in the healing? Can you see Him in the deliverance? Can you hear Him in the encouraging word I just gave you, or the word about the future, or whatever it is, or the word that I'm carrying, or the love that I'm showing because I'm a shelter to the poor? I touched the poor and the helpless. I'm feasting on the Lord, and I'm full of joy, and I'm not depressed when I walk the streets. Because <laughs> I have a king, I have a savior. I'm not distressed. Even when there's pain, I can find pleasure in that place because I walked through that valley and the highway of holiness is in my heart into the presence of the Lord, into Mount Zion. I got excited so I didn't finish that psalm. <laughs> uh, 
So I'm going to go back because it's really good. <laughs> they dig deep to find a pleasant pool where others find only pain. He gives to them, listen to this, a brook of blessing filled with the rain of an outpouring. Psalm 84. <sighs> wow. A brook of blessing. Guys, you've got to take the pain of the last couple of years, whatever you're carrying, and surrender. I told guys the other day I found a loophole, 1 Peter 4.14. Dude, I'm using it. It goes, are you persecuted? Are you reviled for the sake of Christ? He says, you are blessed. Gotta hear this. You are blessed because I will pour out. Another translation says it like this. Are you ready? I will pour out the spirit of Shekinah upon you. When I read it, I'm going, I'm going, I think they persecuted me. Like I'm now thinking of stuff. I'm like, Lord, they were really mean to me, God. That really hurt, Lord. Did you see what they did for your sake? Glory, Lord. Come on. Spirit of glory, come, right? Is this not what it says here? Here? <laughs> he gives to them a brook of blessing filled from the rain of an outpouring. That sounds to me like the spirit of Shekinah. That like really works for me. In my economy, I'm going, hmm, that guy said to me something funny when I preached Jesus. I'm sure about it. Lord, did you see that? <laughs> so what am I doing? I'm trading into the Word. I'm just trading into the Word the whole time, and I'm, I'm just giving back, and I'm not being funny. Some of you have been persecuted for the sake of the Word. Have people told you you're too much? Have people told you you've gone too far? Have your family reviled you? Is your government against you? In certain aspects in this season. Well, great. Spirit of glory, come in the name of Jesus. Just raise your hands for a minute and just go, Spirit of glory, come to me in Jesus' name. Come to us in the name of Jesus. Rain of an outpouring. Come to me in the name of Jesus. By the way, that's how you go in clean into 5783. Let's stand up. I'm not done. Don't, don't be fooled. Just stand up. We're, we're not done yet, but just, just stand up. <laughs> I saw some of you get excited. I saw that. Spirit of glory, I saw that. Come. <laughs> We've got to go in clean. So let's do it now. I want you to lay everything at the feet of Jesus. Every bit of persecution. Every bit of offense. Ah, oh, guys, we cannot live offended. We, we love the presence. We cannot live outside of these ways, outside of the constitution of the Lord, and then expect that the presence is going to dwell with us. It does not abide with sin. And I'm not talking about porn and, you know, all of that stuff. Get that out of your life, of course. I'm talking about deeper issues of the heart. 
Forgive if you need to forgive. Let bitterness go. Let the disappointment go. The stuff that didn't work out. He is God. He's God. And whether he moved the way you wanted to or he didn't, he is still glorious and wonderful and beautiful and the only way and the only answer. So, Lord, tonight we surrender all our stuff to you, Lord. Forgive me for bitterness. Guys, whatever is in your heart, if you've got sin, come, just, let's just get rid of it. I think Miles said, I think you said it. Whatever is between you and the Lord, it has to go. It must go. It must go if we want to be the people that make them go, behold, this is the Lord. So in your own way, I want you to give stuff to Him right now. Just start giving it to Him. Repent. Give back. Confess. Ask for mercy. Pain. Persecution. Rejection. I, I give it to, your, to you, Lord. Where I feel people worked in against me, they did the same against you. When I feel people betrayed me, they did the same with you. Loss. I don't know if somebody lost a family member, but I feel that scripture where, Mo, where Joshua was weeping at the death of Moses. And the Lord came to him and he was weeping and weeping and he was sitting in that place. And the Lord just said, all right, let's go, let's go now. Let's go into the promised land, son. I'm also sad, but let's go now. Some of you, it's time to go. It's time to get up and go into the promised land. We're stuck at this place. We, we cannot be stuck. Who feels stuck? Just raise your hand real quick. All right. Can we let it go? Right? Just say, Lord, I don't even know how, but give me mercy to let it go right now. And I feel the Lord on this. He's saying to you, get up and go into the promised land. It is His servant too. It was his, it's, it's His loss as well. So let's go into the promised land now. Lord, I pray, Spirit of glory, come in the name of Jesus. Fill us in this room. Just anoint us in a fresh way with the Shekinah glory of the Lord, the cloud that subdues the heat right now. In the name of Jesus, rest on us. Rest on us, Lord. Rest on me, Lord. Rest on me. Begin here, God. Begin here, Lord. Let them feel you when I walk into a room. Cover a region, cover an area, Lord. In the name of Jesus, let the earth shake and mantles be released in this hour. In the name of Jesus, they grow stronger. Psalm 84 verse 7, they grow stronger and stronger with every step forward. That's you, by the way. And the God of all gods will appear before them in Zion. Stronger and stronger, stronger and stronger. It's, it's 2 Corinthians 3, I know, but we didn't talk to each other, all right? Stronger and stronger. Stronger and stronger, right? Behold, this is our God. This is the one we've been waiting for. This is the one we want, us to, we want, to, we, we want Him to save us, right? Man, let that be the banner over us this year, Lord. Let it be the banner over me where people go by the works that you do through us that they go, this is Jesus. This is the one we've been waiting for. Not talking about me, 
but the works where suddenly it's a revelation and the covering of death is ripped off of them because I've been one that's going stronger and stronger and I've sat in Zion where you appeared before me and you swallowed that thing up Lord swallow it up over our family swallow it up over the city swallow it up over the LGBTQ people Lord my heart breaks for them Lord they are broken hurting swallow up death over them Lord rip it off of this area and let the eyes open let it open let it open let it open in Jesus name resurrection life just be released over us tonight Lord resurrection life in my own life Lord out of the dead places out of the dead places come forth Lazarus come forth in the name of Jesus come forth church in the name of Jesus the stench of the past year is falling off of us tonight Whew. he's removing grave clothes off of some of you wow hmm. I see some of you you're free but your feet are chained together your feet and it's like you've been trying to move but you cannot but tonight the Lord is ripping that thing off those chains are falling and there's going to be momentum there's momentum is coming in five seven eight three you're going to start walking into stuff it's the passport thing again fire in them Lord Jeremiah 20 fire in their bones Mm. that's apostolic that fire by the way if you have fire in your bones you cannot sit still you're frustrated you're huh. it's wonderful and it's annoying and it's you can never rest because you see it but you it's not here yet but you feel something and it's got to come and you become the bridge that's the fire I want in them Lord kingdom seeds being placed inside of your hearts I see seeds of importation seeds of breakthrough righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost Romans 14 verse 17 is right righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost those three seeds is being placed inside of you righteousness right it's an awakening of righteousness and with righteousness comes the world of gladness by the way peace it's a supernatural peace but it's the peace that disrupts it it, it pushes out chaos right that's what peace is and it's the prince of peace that destroys the devil that crushes Satan under your feet something happens when peace enters your heart first of all it gives you access to the king because we come in peace right we humbly come in before the Lord in peace but it also disrupts everything around you that is opposed to the kingdom so seeds of peace is being placed in your heart and joy 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 
the joy of our salvation. I will lift high my cup, Lord. I will lift high the cup of my salvation before the Lord. We are saved by the Lord. We are the redeemed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You can sit, you can stand, you can do whatever you want. I'm just going to keep on talking a little bit more. I'm almost done, I promise. Part of this process is robes are being ripped off of us. Joseph received the mantle from his father, right? But it was, it was familiarity. It was the favor of man, which is good, but it wasn't God's time. It was a fleshly thing. And that robe must be removed and I think that's what's been happening but there's another robe that needs to remove because a lot of you have went through that process already and you've kind of walked out of that robe right that that beautiful robe of Joseph did I say Moses or Joseph I don't know Joseph that's because it's him <laughs> you all knew that I was just testing you <laughs> then he ends up in Potiphar's house did I say that right and what happens Joseph was happy he felt blessed <laughs> things were going well it's an upgrade from the pit where your brothers threw you in right yeah but it had to be rip, ripped off of him because of his stance for purity and what I feel is like either you're going through it or it's gonna happen this year where robes are gonna be ripped off of you positions are going to be removed and you're going to feel why did this happen if i'm standing for what is righteous and some of you feel disappointed or you're going to feel disappointed thinking what in the world is happening to me it is the lord because that is not the final destination for your life being a servant in potiphar's house I making sense because yes. there's a form of religion that is looking for intimacy with the pure free bride of Christ and if you bow to it you're enslaved but if you stand up to it, your will be dismantled. Your robe will be removed. But it's the only way to step into what the Lord has for you. Before Joseph received the king's robe in Genesis 41, there's a moment where finally the king remembers him. Remember? Remember? Finally, the king remembers you. I feel that's for this year. 
Kings are going to remember us. It's very quiet. Is that good news or is it bad news? I don't know what's going on. Kings are going to remember. Right? And then it says this interesting thing. It says, and Joseph cleaned himself, shaved himself, and he dressed himself. It's the only time in the story of Joseph where we speak about mantles where he dressed himself. When he stepped into the anointing that the Lord actually has for him. Not what the Father says, Israel. Not what Potiphar says. But when he's finally stepped into who he really is, which is the dreamer, the prophet, the saint of the Lord. When he stepped into that, a couple of verses later, the king goes, here's the ring and the robe. Your anointing, your identity, what he said of you, that is what promotes you into that position. It's clarity. Clarity. Right? Whew. Miles, have mercy on me. Don't become a spoiled brat. Because of the favor of the Father. I'm really drunk right now, to be quite honest with you. It doesn't look like it, but this is me containing it. Because if I lose focus for a minute, I am going to absolutely not make any sense. I think we're in 5783, but I'm just like... Okay. <laughs> hey, focus. Okay, let's wrap this up because Isaiah sixty one ten. I will rejoice greatly in the Lord. My my soul. Don't worry, I'll give you my notes. No, I'm lying. I don't have any. It's, gonna, it's useless. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Whew, all right. I will rejoice greatly in the Lord. My soul will exult in my God. For he has clothed me with garments of salvation. That's the robe I want. He has covered me with a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom puts on a turban and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. Righteousness and salvation is beautiful to him. When we clothe ourselves with that, promotion will come. When we value what he finds beautiful... He will bring us into the presence of kings. Salvation and righteousness. I will exult in those things. I will praise the Lord about those things. 
And suddenly I'm the choice bride. I'm the one that he goes, oh, I'm going to move for you, son. You value what I value. You value what was costly to me on Calvary. And that became your robe. And the Lord says, that's what a bride looks like. One that recognizes what the bridegroom paid for. Ephesians 6, verse 10 to 11. I wrote that down here because I knew I'm going to need a landing place. And look at this. It's perfect. In conclusion, look at that. <laughs> Jesus. Be strong in the Lord. All for 5, 7, 8, 3, right? Draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union with him. Do you hear that, church? Draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union with him. And in the power of his boundless might, put on the full armor of God. For his precepts are like the splendid armor of a heavenly armed shoulder, soldier. Right? So that you may be able to successfully stand up against all the schemes and the strategies and deceits of the devil. How do I stand? Union, union, union. Put on the armor of God, not of man. Salvation, righteousness, the whole armor of God. I had a dream um, a while back, and I'm gonna, I want to release that here because it feels to me that's like the final thing I want to chuck into this mix. <laughs> right. You guys are right? Yeah, great. <clears throat> <laughs> I thought it's just me, so I'm just checking. <laughs> so in this dream I'm sitting and I'm I'm in an airport and um and I'm, I'm, in the dream, I'm Bill Johnson's traveling buddy. Bill asked me, I said yes. <laughs> you got to understand, I live far away, so all these people are very far away from us. So if God wants to give me something through them, he needs to do it this way. Often. It's true. Anyway, so in the dream, I'm, I'm standing and I'm, I'm with Bill in this dream. And I said respectfully. And... Um, and I'm, I'm, it's, I actually know where the airport is as well. So I'm, on, I'm at an airport and I'm walking around and they're selling um, these wheels like of Swiss cheese. Like uh, it's in Amsterdam. They sell it on the airport. I don't know if they still do it, but it's like a big wheel of cheese like this. It's so beautiful. It's, it's, really, it's beautiful. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's like you look at it and you're like, it's just beautiful. I don't want to eat it. I just want to look at it. It's just like pretty. So perfect. <laughs> Focus. Anyway, so, <laughs> so I'm looking at the cheese and I'm thinking, man, I have seven friends I want to buy it for, but 
it's so expensive. I just don't have the money to do it, right? I can't afford it. And the next minute, Bill looks at me and he takes money out of his pocket and he goes and he puts the money in my hand and he says, take the money and go and buy for you and your seven friends and take them to cheese, right? <laughs> and the dream ends, that's it. Right, so I wake up and I'm thinking, uh, okay, you know, awesome. Here's what that's about, right? Cheese speaks of maturity. Cheese speaks of the glory, especially if you're me. I like cheese. <laughs> maturity, glory. David had seven brothers, and he took cheese to them. And that's how he met his Goliath, and that's how he got promoted, right? But the other thing, uh, Bill represents apostolic. And the Lord just spoke to me about saying that there's an apostolic release. It's like apostolic currency, right? That he's placing in the hands of the church in this hour. That's going to bring great acceleration and maturity to the body of Christ. So that there can be a clarity, clarity that comes to the body. Obviously, airport is a transitioning place. It's before a liftoff. So we're... And what I want to pray for you guys tonight is I want to pray that that thing, that currency, and I know it's in the house already, but I just want to partner with that. That apostolic currency will be released. Right? The apostolic breaks through, it shifts atmospheres, it changes culture, it, it hosts the presence of the Lord well, right? But it perseveres as well. Perseverance is a big part of the apostolic. When everybody else quit, they kept going. But clarity and maturity... We need a mature bride that's clear in its vision about what it's going to accomplish for the Lord and what the Lord wants. That's to me what it's more about is what does he want us to do? How does heaven look? How do we Im implement it on the earth? What is in the heart of God now that needs to happen now to see a company of people raised up? We spoke about it earlier. It's that apostolic, prophetic marriage that needs to take place so that the foundation of Christ is laid, the cornerstone is laid, right? So that we have a thriving expression of the kingdom. There's something about that that needs to be released over us in a fresh way. Like I said, I know you guys are moving in it already, but there's a, a thrust from the Lord in that. Also, some of you have defeated Goliaths already. And it's about taking that and imparting it to a next part of the body and to a next company of people. David kills Goliath. He gets like two or three chapters on the story. I mean, Goliath's brothers get killed. They get four lines. It's like this one killed that one with the six toes and the six fingers. <laughs> it's a fun guy. And, you know, and it's like, but they get like one verse each. You know, this, I'm like, how did that happen? Suddenly, the story is not that big a deal anymore. Yeah. Poor guys. You know? <laughs> David gets all the limelight, you know. <laughs> it's not about that. It's about he unlocked something. 
he unlocked something for a generation to walk in so that it's just normal. Things are being unlocked here that needs to go out so that it will just be normal in other places for your family as well. And I believe that's what the Lord wants to release. All right? Can we pray for that?